Benedict roamed the Thames River waterfront. As it turned out, Arnold's informal education during these years would set him down his eventual career path. The teenager also learned to rig a ship so well that it was said he could scale a masthead faster than anyone, dive deeper than anyone else dared, and he gained a reputation as a show-off. Though he only grew to be 5'7", he was broad-shouldered and powerfully built. Although the Seven Years' War was a crushing defeat for the French and a resounding success for Great Britain, the war itself put the kingdom deep in debt. Parliament soon began to pass a number of additional taxes to repay the nation's war debts. No member of Parliament represented the 13 colonies. Taxation without representation was, in the colonists' view, a violation of their rights as Englishmen. And with his younger sister Hannah, now bearing full responsibility for holding the household together, it was time for Benedict to strike out on his own. Arnold, like most successful merchants of the time, invariably dealt in illegal goods, took trips to illegal ports of call, and frequently mingled with smugglers and pirates. Arnold considered smuggling patriotic. He was soon recognized as a leader of the radicals who opposed restrictions and advocated for the use of force. His rebellious persona and patriot leanings were seen as commendable reactions to British oppression. At the age of 34, Benedict Arnold had amassed a fortune. Arnold was elected captain of his local militia company. The timing could not have been more fortuitous, and Paul Revere and other writers alerted the militias of Lexington and Concord during the night before the American Revolution had officially begun. It seems Arnold had already been thinking about strategy, because upon his arrival he almost immediately proposed to the Massachusetts Committee of Safety a plan to capture the British restored Fort Ticonderoga in upstate New York and seize its artillery. Colonel Arnold was authorized to raise a full complement of soldiers and proceed to take the fort. Arnold proceeded to seize a schooner, which he christened Liberty. Arnold personally led a charge against the British stronghold that resulted in the overwhelmed British returning to their barracks to abandon their weapons as Arnold and his men, sabers drawn, rushed them. Allen's men remained in Fort Ticonderoga until they had drank the place dry before the siege of Boston ended with a British evacuation. Arnold conducted one of the most remarkable campaigns of the Revolution. By the time Arnold reached the St. Lawrence River in November, he had 600 men struggling with disease and starvation. Not surprisingly, Quebec refused to surrender to Arnold's ragtag force. Arnold had two horses shot out from under him, the first of which was killed and fell on top of him injuring his leg yet again. Furthermore, Arnold faced a British bayonet charge, insistent on clearing his name. Arnold had a hearing before the Board of War, 
forced to reward his remarkable heroism, Congress promoted Arnold to Major General. But they refused to restore his seniority, effectively keeping him subordinate to younger, far less experienced officers. At the close of 1777, it could be honestly said that Benedict Arnold had been the colonists' greatest war hero. Following his official reprimand from George Washington, Arnold reinitiated his correspondences with British officials. It's easy to understand why Arnold felt slighted yet again, since this was just the most recent example of a career of unfortunate dealings with the Congress. Let me die in this old uniform in which I fought my battles. May God forgive me for ever having put on another.